following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Monday, and boy, do I have a case of the Mondays. Welcome to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room, live from Frisco, Texas. Fellas, I wanted to call in sick to the show today, and I am not sick. I am sick. I am sick and tired of watching this defense get dominated. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Kurt, how you doing yeah. today? Yeah, it's kind of the Monday blahs, blues, whatever you want to call it. It's that yeah. was painful to watch. Uh, painful to watch. Jesse, how you doing? I know you were clapping when the show started, but but that was you were faking it. How are you really? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really you, you know, you guys are really driving me to some to some some sad memories, man. Each week I keep I keep being reminded of what it felt like when my father did not come yeah. and pick me up <laughs> off the porch. It that just, was my this is I, I'm gonna I'm seriously I'm gonna have to ask uh Derek is there somehow, some way that I can get on the Cowboys insurance plan because I am having to see my therapist far too far too much every week now. It's like I'm supposed to see her like I'm supposed to see her like every other week or like twice a month. It's like now I'm seeing her five times a week. So, oh my goodness. you know, Sorry. I'm having these, this trauma. This trauma just keeps coming back from me being left on a porch uh, in my childhood watching these Cowboy so, games. Sorry, that was Jesse, seriously going to be one of my first thoughts yesterday was, man, I hope Jesse's all right. What, what are we going to hear about tomorrow, <laughs> man? <laughs> Nate. So let me, tell you about this, let me tell you about this other time. My mom. No, I'm just oh, playing. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Nate, how you feeling? You look a little, you look a little down today. You okay? Oh, no. I'm great. I'm doing fine, man. Yeah, I mean, I see it. It's just like watching the Western Channel. It's the same old show. Uh, I know what's going to happen before it happens, bro. I just call When I say, okay, we'll, we'll lose the first half, and then we'll have a highlight show the second half, and that's what we'll talk about the rest of the week. Same old it's show, like, bro. 538 on the Western Channel. It's like it's like several years ago when TNT used to run the Shawshank Redemption Marathon and it was on every Just time you turn the TV on. Thank you, thank you. Except the Cowboys ain't digging out no holes so they can have some daylight at the end. They, yeah, they just wallering around in the sewage pipe every Sunday. Thank you, bro. Jeez. Thank you. All right, all right. So let's just. Let I mean, we have to do this. Like, I, I don't want to put the fans through this again, but it is Monday. We have to do this today and probably most of the day tomorrow. I apologize ahead of time. What in the hell did we see yesterday? Was that the worst? We, I was in the – so yesterday I was at the stadium. Let me tell you about my experience. I was up in the press <laughs> box. And, um, no, but there were several people – that have been covering this team for a long time, tens and 20, 25, 30 years. And, and I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. I have not ever seen a defense this bad. And it was a common theme among people that cover the Cowboys, people that don't. There were a lot of people saying, I've never seen an NFL team have a defense as bad. They were averaging 
almost 10 yards a rush mm. in the first half. Mm. Nine and a half yards. And you, you heard Demarcus Lawrence after the game. He just flat out said, we're soft. And he had some the soft he boys. words. <laughs> if, you, if you get a chance, go look, go look at what he said after. It's about a five or six minute interview, and he didn't mince words, man. He was calling people out, calling himself out. Like, it was just a bad, bad performance. Go ahead, Nate. Let me say this, man. And I said it last year and the year before. And now I have numbers to back me up. Yes, Jesse, we need a team that can score 30 to 35 points. I should still have my job at the radio. And so I'm so and I've always said, but you got to have a defense. Because now our defense in the last four games are giving up 36.5. So that means we losing every game by one point. So until we get a defense that can hold up and at least hold teams around 30, we'll get out 35, but it'll be 36 points. And, and here, here, here's where I'm at right now with this defense. And I, um, I don't like to be here because I think it's a cop-out, especially when you're dealing with professionals whose only job is to play football. But I was listening to something that Richard Sherman said, who is... Pro Bowl cornerback has been really good in this league for a very, very long time. I sound like Jason Garrett. But this defense has to be simplified. You got to have one or two calls. And as bad as that sounds, well, a team will be able to pick you apart. Well, at least you'll have guys that know where they line up at. At least you'll have guys know where they're supposed to be. At least you will have guys in the proper gaps and the proper spacing because they don't have to worry about multiple calls or changing calls or whatever it is. I'm not a well, fan of Well, we should have kept Ron Marinelli. Well, maybe we should have. <laughs> we should have kept all the old coaching staff. I, and, and listen, to your point, Nate, someone said this who used to work for DallasCowboys.com. Manny Ocho said this, and he said, you know what? This is, this is part of some of the, the nepotism that goes on in the National Football League of why is Mike Nolan our, our defensive coordinator? He hadn't been a defensive coordinator since 2014, and the last time that he was a defensive coordinator, the last three years he was a defensive coordinator, they finished 24th, 27th, and last in the National Football League. But, now I'm not saying this is true, but who was the person that hired Mike McCarthy in the National Football League? It was Mike Nolan back in the day. He hired Mike McCarthy to be his offensive coordinator so sometimes it's just one hand washing the other you scratch my back i scratch yours and we know that's how it is in the national football league guys are going to hire their friends or hire the guys that they're familiar with and so maybe mike nolan isn't really equipped for this job because there's a reason why he hadn't got an off a defensive coordinator job in the last couple years um or, or since 2017 or whatever whenever it was so i mean you're, you're right nate you're, you're right. You're <laughs> Nate's covered up with the wing stop sign. But Nate, you're right. Maybe we should have kept those other guys. Maybe the guy who we have in place right now is not fit for the job. I, I, I'm going to tell you something like this here, Jesse. And I, and I said this last year, Kurt, uh, Shannon, uh, Chris. I said this last year. And now I'm beginning to believe. I said, let, before I crucify these players, let me see how I go up under another coach. Let me see, is it just a scheme on why a guard took our nose guard and moved him eight yards off the ball, or is it the scheme? 
Well, guess what, fellas? It's the player. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. It's the player. We did, we did I, talk I agree. about that. About how the we're going to find out. The first play of the game, everybody in their mama knew that this new name, Chick uh, Chubb, Chub. was going to get the ball. We knew it. <laughs> the first play of the game, he went for 21 yards. I saw Xavier Woods stand in the middle of the hole and had a chance to hit him for no gain, and he reached out with his arms. That ain't got nothing to do with no coach, man. That ain't got nothing to do with Rob Marinelli. That ain't got nothing to do with Nolan. That ain't got nothing. When you are sitting in the hole, and this is the business decision, I mm-hmm. tackle this guy and look good, and I may get broke, but I'm, I'm going to tackle him. Or I'll wait and play another play in another day. And then a lot of that was being done yesterday. And that is a shame. That is a shame. I'm not saying Rob Marinelli need to be here. I'm not saying nobody needs to be here. But what I am saying is players got to go into the mirror and say, Jesse, did I uphold my part? Kurt, did I uphold my part? Shannon, did I uphold my part? And more importantly, baby, to tell y'all yes and look myself in the mirror and say, I did my job yesterday. That Coach Stefanski did them a favor with six minutes left in the game. He threw three passes. Because we're all sitting there, stand back, and, and my other guy, I can't, I can't call my guy's name, Mr. Shane. Uh, anyway, we all sitting there like, he did not throw just three, he throw three passes. Are he trying to let the Cowboys back in the game? Because you knew at any moment it was 7.7 yards a rush sitting mm-hmm. there for you. That ain't got nothing to do with no coaches, dog. 307 yards? Tell oh, yeah. me where that mm-hmm. has to do. With, see, passing, I'm with you. It may be scheme simplified, but I'm lining up head up or outside eye or inside eye, and I'm telling you to bring it. And they brought it for 40 times. Only, only two was reverses. One of them scored, and the other got about 15, 15 yards. Okay? I took you, how dog. Do, I beat how you. Do you mm. how, how do you <clears throat> fix – can you fix that, or is this what, is this what we're going to see for the, the, the next three quarters of the season? Well, if, if New York come in here trying to throw the ball, they dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm being honest. If Jason Garrett come in and say, well, I'm just going to do it different to show the Cowboys that I can do it different, you're a dummy. I, right, right. The next three games, I'm telling you, Bill Callahan is sitting back with a cigar in his mouth right now, saying, well, "I don't know why they got rid of me. Everywhere I've been, I've been a success." Mm. Yeah, I, I think I don't know how you can fix it because, like Nate said, I mean, I agree that you know you got to question some of the things Mike Nolan has has been doing, but he's still, I think, in kind of a building phase he's trying to build the defense the way he wants but the players I mean we said before that we would see you know who was at fault the players the coaches when Garrett left but so to me yesterday the biggest problem the biggest thing that bothered me was that they just looked like they didn't have the fight in them on the defense they looked like they didn't want any part of that running game and I don't know how that's something you fix I'm telling you fellas I, I do not feel bad. 
I, I, you know, like I said, I picked the Cowboys to go 16 16-0 every year because I'm just a Cowboy fan. But I asked every one of you guys, all fair and on air, what did you see in Cleveland that gave you the idea that we would just dominate them? I had from from receivers. I had people tell me about they about our receivers, but they 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 conveniently forgot about Cleveland's defensive line. And our offensive line just only got back our, our best guy last yes uh, this week. So you still had a right tackle and a left guard and a center that was questionable. So when we're looking at these teams, I understand we can be glorified about what we have. But you better look at what we don't have. And that's consistency in how we do things as a team. Yeah, I think the big the big thing for me in this game is like going into this game to me this was like, okay, this is a good this is a good test to see where this team's at. Because you knew what Cleveland was gonna do. You knew they were gonna run the ball. We all four said it on the show last week multiple times. They are gonna come in here and they are gonna run the ball. You got to you make them one dimensional. You make Baker Mayfield beat you. He hasn't thrown over what 250, 270 yards. He threw for 165 yesterday. Didn't yeah? Didn't need to. Didn't even need to throw <laughs> one. Didn't need to throw one pass yesterday. All you had to do was make them take take them out of the run game. You knew exactly what they were going to do, and you couldn't do that. So to me, this was the ultimate test of you know is this team what's their identity? Well. Their identity is they are going to have to throw themselves into every game. And to your point, Nate, when you don't have defense, you can win games, but the margin for error is is zero. You can't turn the ball over. You've got to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. There's so many things that you, you cannot slip up. And this team, every game they slip up out of the gate put themselves in a hole, and then they try to come back at the end, but it's just too much. They got lucky with the Falcons. This week it was just too much. The luck ran out, and I'm afraid this is what you're going to see all years. You're going to win a couple of games, but you're going to be in shootouts or you're going to be playing from behind and you're going to eke some out at the end. But, I mean, I think this is what this team is, is going to be is they're going to struggle on defense, and if you lose the turnover battle, you're going to lose the game. They're not good on special teams. They're not good on defense. You're already in the hole before you even start the game. Jesse, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I know you're absolutely right. I mean, talking about turnovers, the Cowboys have turned the ball over nine times this season, and that has nothing to do with coaching. That has to do with the players. Uh, opponents have scored 45 points off their turnovers. This, Thank this, you. This, this thing is bad all the way around. You know, and, and it's bad on the coaching part because I can give you examples where there was just complete arrogance on the coaching side. You know, if you thought for uh, 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 if you thought as an offensive coach that you can line up a tackle, your right tackle against one of the premier pass rushers in this league one on one after you already said that he had a short leash coming into this week against Miles Garrett and then try to run a developing long pass play to the opposite side of the field. Yes, that sack fumbles on you, coaches. When you think lining up Daryl Worley one-on-one at the goal line with Odell Beckham with no help, that's on you, coaches. That, 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 he ain't going to win that matchup 10 times out of 10. Odell Beckham's going to win that matchup. And then on and top of looked, that. And, and he looking in the backfield. 
and he looking in the backfield, and he's backing up on the goal line. You can't back up on the goal line. You got to stand there and battle on the goal line. Then on top of that, you go to the. Now they rally all the way back, and then you have Bones Jones, uh, Bones Jones, Bones Fossil, make a decision to swim kick the ball right to the upright man and give him the ball on the fifty yard line. I, I, I mean, you 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 have this arrogance all the way around from coaches, and then you have players going on the field. And, and defensively, you know, Tank said it. They are they are soft, and it starts with him. He's the captain of the salties, softies. And I'm not talking about him personally. I'm talking about his football performance. All these guys are getting blown off the football. I will not talk about Jalen Smith because I feel like I'm being a bully when I talk about Jalen Smith. Because if you come to the point in time right now when you can't look at Jalen Smith and tell he's a broken and bad football player, then damn it, that's on you. But this team across the board, uh, ever ever since Griffin, you're you're sitting up there doing the two-step waltz with Baker Mayfield as they throw a reverse pass for a 40-yard touchdown. What are you doing? Destroy this quarterback who's trying to stand in front of you and block and go get the ball, the, the, the passer. You're standing there playing this game with Baker Mayfield. I, I mean, this team is bad all across the board, offensively, defensively, and special teams. I know that Dak is putting up some great numbers. To me, I thought a lot of those numbers yesterday, not all together, but yesterday, were a lot of garbage numbers. When a team is up by by three scores, 21 points, they don't really care what you do with throwing the ball all around the field. They want to catch it and tackle. Now, I do think that Cleveland might have, you know, let the Cowboys score a little bit faster than they wanted them to. But, man, this team is bad. This 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 team is that and, and Dak got lucky yesterday. He lucky he only had one interception. Five times. He lucky he only had five one interception times. on his on his ledger yesterday because he threw about five of them. He threw Ooh. about five of them and they dropped them. And even the last one, he the last one. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The, and I told you guys coming into this in the pre-show, it should have been it should have never been thrown to Amari Cooper. That, that was 100% on Dak. That was Dak having a premeditated situation where he's saying, I'm going to Amari Cooper right here through hella high water. And he was never supposed to go there. Hey, Je- and now hey, everybody's Jesse. saying that. Uh, yes. Jesse, hold that. Let's get into that because I want to give you some time on that because you, I want you to break this down because you broke it down okay. before the show and it makes sense. Let's take a break. We come back. Jesse's, Jesse wants to tell everyone that's a Twitter warrior today that's given Amari Cooper – Stuck. <laughs> he wants to let it you know. It wasn't Amari's he, fault. It's not Amari's fault, and he's going to break it down and tell you why. We're also maybe we'll. I don't know if we'll have time to get to this, but was there anything positive that came out of the game? Maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that is over. That is over. <laughs> That's the only thing positive that came out of the game. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, Jesse's going to break it down on hanging with the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, 
Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and fellas, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess who's back on the show? Not just as a special guest, but as a permanent guest for the remainder of the season. Guess, Kurt, you want to take you want to take a shot? Uh, I uh, the bobblehead Emmett Smith. <laughs> Tommy John. Tommy oh, John, Tommy John is Hull. back. Yes, right. watching. Are you watching the game at old basketball shorts or baggy sweats? That's for amateurs. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John loungewear. It looks awesome and feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and is machine washable for any unpredictable nacho cheese spill. Shop loungewear at TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys the, the defense may let you down but tommy john never will i, I put that last <laughs> time so they are back as a sponsor this year fellas so maybe we nice. maybe we can do it maybe we can do a show in our uh, loungewear if they send us some what we'll to well this make sure way, Jesse, just make sure you don't put your mother draws on 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 uh on tv again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one. Yeah, the, yeah, the ones from last year. Yeah, nice poster yeah. behind you, Jesse. By the way, was that a Thank Wingstop you, poster? Yeah, see that thing Very right nice. there, man. Wingstop. Yeah, the official you, flavor I've got a, of the Dallas Cowboys. I got to mm. check on mine. I didn't get mine. I got to see where that's at. So, all right, fellas, Jesse, you have been waiting all day yesterday and all morning this morning to break this down. Mm-hmm. Tell us what what it is you are going to break down and why okay so and i try not to be that guy on twitter and and say that oh because i played i know more than you and i know that people that watch film of their own but there's sometimes where people just come out and i get the emotions of the game you're upset you know because things didn't turn out the way that you expected them to turn out for your team i get it i understand it but those who are the armchair quarterbacks and want to sit out here and say, oh, it's Amari's fault that interception happened at the end of the game. Amari has to go in there. It has to be, 
stop it. And I know Amari has come out and he has made a statement. Now, one thing I will say about this squad, especially offensively, they're not going to come out and point the finger at someone else and say, well, it's really his fault. They're going to take the bullet themselves. And that's what Amari Cooper did today. He came out and he said, well, that one's on me. I got to make that play, da, 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 da. But I'm here to tell you as the voice of reason, that wasn't Omari, Amari's fault. That was 100% on Dak Prescott. And here's why. And Nate, you alluded to it earlier. Dak had flirted with interceptions all game long. He had the one pass where he fit in a tight window and then he just had, he kept going back to that, trying to force it in there well over and over and over again. And the DBs for the Browns dropped at least three or four. So you come down to this last play, Amari is your number two receiver inside, and it seems like he's running off the ball, kind of a half-hearted route. Now, as a receiver, I know when I come to the line of scrimmage what the coverage is, what our route concepts are, and where the ball should actually go. When Amari comes off the ball, he's running what we call a take-two route. His job is to take two of the defenders. The way they were designed, I gotta take the linebacker and the guy who's guarding me. But what you don't understand is every route is not supposed to be run at 100 miles an hour. Why is that, Jesse? Well, because you have other routes that need to develop <laughs> behind you. If Amari Cooper runs in there on a one-step slant or a slant all fast, and now they key him and the ball's not delivered, what happens is, Linebackers and DBs are taught to get their get their eyes to the next defender. I mean, to the next for them, you know, uh, uh, offensive player, which would have been C.D. Lamb, who was running. If you watch the clip, he's running what we call a return route, or some may call it an hour route. Where he's going to run like he's running the out route, put his foot in the ground, his left foot in the ground, and drive back underneath the same course and path that Amari Cooper just left on. If Amari runs that too fast. The DB then re, uh, uh, reschedules his eyes and comes back out and interferes, interferes with that play. The ball was never supposed to go to Omari Cooper. Dak Prescott premeditated where that ball was going to go, and he forced the ball into a place where it wasn't supposed to go. He had not only one, but two receivers. He had Dalton Schultz, who ran a corner route, who was wide open, and he had, he had CeeDee Lamb coming back underneath, who was wide open. Uh, Amari didn't even look back at the quarterback because he thought in his head, there's no way this ball is coming to me. It shouldn't come to me. I, if he's seeing what I'm seeing, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, this ball should be going somewhere else. So as you see Amari, he almost looks shocked the ball is coming his way at that particular time because he's not supposed to get the ball. That one was 100% on Dak Prescott. You can say that Amari Cooper got paid $100 million. He's supposed to go in there and make that play. You can say that he ran a half-hearted route, which he did not. He's not supposed to get the ball. Not now, not ever in that particular coverage. So stop saying it. Stop trying to blame Amari Cooper for that one. That one's on Dak Prescott. You know, I'm going to tell you, man, uh, Jesse, that was great, man. Thank you. And I hope we took, and I hope we took up enough time so Shannon won't come back to his stadium experience. Go ahead, on Shannon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, why, why, we, I wish we had like the whiteboard. Uh, I'm ready to like, go up to the whiteboard. Yes, and, like, sir. Draw this yes, sir. Like, go to really see how it's supposed to happen. We, we need, where Flavor gets his wings. We need to get <laughs> yeah. him to get us a board. 
No, yeah. while you were while you were while you were talking about it, Jesse Chris was showing the replay from TV, and you can see it. Amari cuts in. He takes the linebacker. And oh, the great slot job, guy Chris! Goes with him, and then the other guy, the I guess the the right side corner or the left side, if you're on the defense, he goes, but he's in between. Schultz is deep. CD shallow. He's in between depth wise those two guys, so they're both open. So you could you could see it perfectly. That's a great explanation. So for everyone out there hating on Amari, just stop. Just stop. Stop it, <laughs> stop it guys. Stop it. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you something, man. For all the great offensive players we have, we saw ourselves, and I'm not trying to be funny, but we saw the rookie Dak and the rookie Zeke yesterday in Cleveland. Where the quarterback threw for 165 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. That used to be us, y'all, winning games with an average defense. That used to be us. Now, they have better than average defense, I think. I think that coaching staff hurt them offensively that yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, Amar- but what Amari did was exceptional. But I'm with you. When they threw that ball and I said, Ward finally caught the ball, I said to myself, this don't seem right. With a safety standing close by and, and this dude jumping his rock like that on the inside. Uh, and so, Jesse, once again, I, I thank you for explaining that. We talked about it some in the break and, and kind of the interceptions. Do you think Dak is just – he feels like he's got to do too much now? Like you guys said, he, he should have had several interceptions yesterday and just got flat lucky that yeah. Cleveland defenders he, dropped him. Listen, do you think listen. he's pressing? We sit at Trying home, Kurt. We sit at home and see it. Dak is looking at it live and in person. He sees, man, this defense is giving up way too much. I mean, seven, eight, nine yards a clip. He sees it, and so that so in his mind, he thinks that I have to go out here and press it and be perfect because God forbid if we have to give this ball back to our defense, it's going to be ugly. So he tries to go out there and do Superman type stuff, and sometimes. You run into that kryptonite, and, and, and that's that that's a that's a it's unfortunate. It is a bad way to have to live. It's a bad way to put on your quarterback. But if we go back, and, and I'm not I'm not I'm not shooting my man Freaky Mike in the foot. But this is what we saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers have to do. We saw Aaron Rodgers had to become a bad man. A lot of times under Mike McCarthy because their defense wasn't necessarily on point. But you put so much on you put so much pressure on him, man. Eventually, eventually a mistake will happen. Let's turn the channel 538. <laughs> just, I'm serious. I'm serious. Tony Romo used to play great, great games against great quarterbacks. Those other quarterbacks woke up and said, if I do this, this, and this, I'll win the game. Tony Romo used to wake up saying, I have to be perfect. Dak is starting to wake up saying, I have to be perfect. Mm. One, mm-hmm. two interceptions or more in any game for Dak, they're like two and nine. One interception, they're like nine and 19. This kid wake up. He's starting to wake up. Man, I have to be perfect. That's too much for a quarterback. Mm. Mm. Let's talk about Coach McCarthy. He said something after the game. I want to get y'all's thoughts on it, on what exactly this means and, and how you can fix it. Let's talk about that and 
Were there any positives other than the game being over and we don't have to play it and relive it again that came out of that game? That and maybe some more stuff if we have time for the last segment when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And Otterbox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Dallas Cowboys United get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join now. And Coach McCarthy, almost said Coach Garrett, Coach McCarthy <laughs> in his post-game press conference had several interesting things to say. Uh, but he kind of led off with, you know, that they've been making these same mistakes four weeks in a row. And he said, when your team performs and makes similar mistakes, four weeks is a pattern. This pattern needs to stop. And that starts with leadership. My question to you guys and Kurt, you take first stab at it. What can coaches can only do so much, right? Like you said, Jesse, Nate, it's the players. When you're getting pushed off the ball, it's the players. You're four weeks in. Is there anything they can do to break this pattern? Or are you just, do you just, can you, should you bring guys in off the street? Is that going to help? Is it, uh, what do you do? Kurt, what, do, what would you do if you're coach, if you're Kurt, coach Daniels, what are you doing to break this pattern? Yeah. <clears throat> It's it's going to be hard for sure. It, Stephen Jones said in his radio program this morning that they, he doesn't 
see the need to really make any changes. He thinks everything's here in place, I guess, to, to get the job done. But I don't know, in this day and age, as a, as a coach, you can only preach at him so long, I would think. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously it doesn't seem to be, you know, it's falling on deaf ears in some ways. I, You know, do you bench a Jalen Smith? Do you bench some of these guys that just, even if, if the replacement isn't as good, I mean, what do you do? It three guys. It able 53 I know. guys. <laughs> I know. I mean, you, you could say, hey, Jalen, you're not getting not the jump. not a linebacker in the National Football League. I know. So, I so, you know, you could bench him, but then who do you got to replace him? I mean, do you just say, okay, say we're just – do you do something like that to try to shake things up? But at the risk of being even worse? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know how you get past that and get into their heads and say you have to do better. This is your team. This is your team. You have a expanded uh, roster, a practice squad where you move guys up and down. This is your team. Somehow, some way, you got to be competitive. But the guys that you pr- pay the front line money uh, is supposedly better than those guys that are on your practice squad. So there's going to be a drop off. The only problem the Dallas Cowboys have is a line of scrimmage problem. If we was to get more pressure on the passer, we would have less problems in the defensive backfield. We would have less problems with the linebackers if we were better up front versus the run. Offensively, we would have less problems if we would have a better run game situation and we would have a better uh, passing game situation. How as a coach do you fix that? You can't. (laughs) <laughs> you, no, 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 no. I'm serious. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not trying to crack a joke. It is up to we can see each other in this thing. I'm accountable to Jesse. I'm accountable to you. I'm accountable to Kurt. I look myself in the mirror because I can see myself and say, am I giving my best? Am, okay, I joke a lot. I want to keep it lighthearted on this show, but I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is about what our offensive defensive line going to do? You, you telling me C.D. Lamb ain't a bright light? You telling me Amari Cooper ain't a bright light? You telling me Gallup, Noah? You telling me these dudes ain't bright lights? Yes, they are. But you got you to gotta fix the fumbling, which is on them, running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks, and the offensive line. You got to fix uh, your route running early in games so you'll be open quicker. The quarterback has to get it out faster, kind of pre-read and, and determine earlier. Your O-line has to play much better, and your defensive line has not shown up yet. You have one guy, Alden Smith. That's easy to block him. You're going back to, to Shannon's original question, though. I don't. How do the coaching, how can coaching fix all that? I, I, and just, I just told you. <laughs> I can't. And right? I just, bro, okay, you're going to keep telling me, okay, I'm playing over the center. you saying, Nate, line up over the center, and that's your responsibility. But if I keep block, getting blocked five yards off the field, the coach has already told me what to do. Right. Now, isn't it up to me to try to defeat this center? But what about some of the, like, like uh, what's his name, Rodney Harrison on NBC last night, he called this defense selfish, said they're just out there kind of doing their own thing. I mean, that's, that's not a – you're talking about a physical thing where the guy's just okay. going oh, oh, off the ball. But, but, but These guys are making but, but, stupid mistakes. But Jesse and, and gave and you selfish. some points earlier. Jesse gave selfish. you some points earlier. 
you know, making stupid penalties, that's that's selfish. But also, like, not not trying hard. I was just watching, um, when we were on a break, I was watching um, uh, Manny Alcho was breaking down the reverse for a touchdown, right? And, and he, he's breaking down that play, and he shows Joe, Joe Thomas. Four guys. Four uh, guys. Diggs, Lewis. He showed about four guys. Literally out of the play, like literally, and then he shows Jalen joggling on the backside, and then it was oh snap, he's it was a bunch of guys who just was thinking, well the next guy was going to make the tackle, the next guy was going to yeah. do it, and, and it's just it's selfish in the point that you won't give up enough of yourself for us, and when you have enough of those guys, when you have a bunch of guys who won't give up enough for us, that's selfish. And when you got guys who are who are getting penalties, you have first and twenty, and then Jalen Jalen gives a, 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 a face mask penalty. I, I mean, you just all these things happening over and over and over again. The fact that you don't know what a line up means that you haven't watched enough film and you don't understand your assignment great enough. That's selfish. The fact that you won't give a hundred percent effort on every down that you're out there on the field. That is selfish. The fact that you continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. That is selfish. So when you hear a player say, you know, it, it's selfish, it, it's, it's, a, it's a player thing, man. You got to want to give up enough for your brother and for yourself. And if you can't do that and you have enough, of guys, enough guys on the unit out there playing who won't do that, you'll find yourself giving up 500 yards of total offense and 300 yards rushing. And Jesse gave us points at the, at the beginning of the show where coaches – could have possibly put guys in better positions. But I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, if I'm sitting on top of the center, Kurt, mm -hmm. and we go to our right, and I just continue to go to the right for 15 yards and never disengage one way or another off the center, and the running back is right here and run by me and I do this right here, who is that on? See, we, we may be overreacting because in three weeks, these guys may have won three games, and we're like, wow. But what, what, but what we have known is, okay, now they're giving better effort. Now they're looking at film better because the coaches are going to coach hard. They're going to they gonna continue to coach. You think these guys want to be on the street as coaches? You know, now players tell you, man, you think I want to lose my job? Well, your effort is what people see. And 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 I was looking at the Alabama game the other night, and they had a defensive end, and they said on national TV, Coach Saban said, this guy here, he don't always go in the right place. One thing I do know is he's going to be going 130 miles an hour. <laughs> see, it's a difference. You ain't got to always be the smartest guy. But if I can direct you in the right position, I know you're going to give 100% effort. But you know everything and don't do nothing. I can't help you. I can't I, help let you. Me, let me ask you this, because this is what all Cowboys fans want to know. Is there hope for this defense? If they hit the film room harder, if they give more effort, can you right the ship? Or is this defense so bad that it's just like, hey, We've got to score 35 to have a shot every week. Hey, let me ask you this question right quick. Like, which, which, which when you go to a pharmacy, which pharmacy do you go to? Uh, Walgreens. Man, I haven't been to. Which one you Tom, go to, Kurt? Tom. 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 
And that's the New York Giants. They're like a national drugstore. They're going to fix all our needs. <laughs> They're coming. A national pharmacy that's going to fix all our... They got every medicine we need. I hope you're right. I'm serious. I'm serious, man. Y'all don't believe that? I know y'all no. probably ain't thought of that, but I'm like, this This whooping was so bad. So I don't no. want... I, I just shot down my film, dog. This I, was so bad. I, I I'm tweeted, like, I tweeted out. I tweeted out that the one good thing that we have coming is that we're playing a team whose OC is as worse as our DC. So maybe we'll have a chance. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, bro. New York Giants gonna fix all of our needs, bro. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right because I don't. I don't know if I can sit through another game like that, man. That was that was tough to watch. Oh, did I tell you I was yeah. at the stadium? I'll let y'all know about my experience. <laughs> I got a whole segment yes. dedicated to that. All right, fellas. Okay, we'll listen tomorrow, we, man. <laughs> we are out of time. Thank. Hey, welcome back, Tommy John. Thanks for coming back to the show. We missed you. I want to thank the New York Giants for being on our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Nate. For being on the show and contributing so much today. Kurt, <laughs> good seeing you again. Yeah. Jesse, man. Jesse, for some reason. Hey, Jesse, you got what what is this? You got 12 more weeks to get off that porch. We hope, man. <laughs> hope we get it done. Chris, <laughs> hey, thanks boss, for keeping us on the air. Derek, I need some insurance. This my, my therapist bill is getting high. Please make me a full-time oh. employee so I can get some insurance. And ten dollars a show rate, ain't gonna get it. We will be back tomorrow again on Hanging with the Boys. See you guys later. What's that? Guacamole, guacamole. We need you, New York Giants. Yeah, we need you, New York Giants. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?